got this really interesting life. I've been hearing bits and pieces over and we started talking a little bit before the episode. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. You're, I know you're from St. Louis, but tell us where you're from. Give us a little bit about your background and a little bit about your testimony. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been a few months since I've been like behind a microphone with somebody else. So I'm like, okay, back, <laughs> get back in the groove. Um, so yes, born and raised in St. Louis. Um, I love it here. It's interesting. Um, yeah. So born in St. Louis City, West St. Louis, Um what part of West St. Louis when you say that? Yeah, so on a street called Cabany. Okay. Between um, like Delmar and Page, Kings Highway and Union. Okay. So my brother went to Soldan. I went to Clark. Like I know those well. I oh, used yeah. to pick up kids at Soldan. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, that's my stomping ground. We still have our family home there. Grew up with my great-grandparents. So okay. I'm the youngest of three. My sister um, is five years older. My brother is two years older. My great-grandparents got us. We were five, three, and six weeks. Wow. And they were 67 and 77. And they raised you, hey? Three kids under five, yep. That's crazy. Didn't miss a beat. Um, My mother spent 17 years in prison. Oh, wow. Yeah, my father, probably 10 years in and out. Okay. So. 17 years in prison, though. That's a It's a lot. Well, yeah, I was gonna say that that's that's your whole life. That, that is my entire life. So, I mean, I have vague memories of her as a child before she went to prison. She dropped she dropped us off before all of that. I mean, lots of drugs and things like that with her and my father. So, okay, um, I think her original charge was armed robbery. Mm-hmm. There was a moment where, and you can probably find an article online where she um, escaped from what was it was a small small municipality in North County. Kenlock? Maybe Kenlock. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she was something else. Um, but The apple yeah. doesn't fall far from the tree. Just, oh, it doesn't. Oh, just yeah, in yeah. A, a positive direction, right? And so. she always said that. She would always say, you have the best parts of me. It took me a long time to, like, understand what that meant, and I really didn't get it until um, after she passed. I'm like, and I would meet, I would talk to people that um, she was incarcerated with, and I'm like, she she wasn't lying. Like, I do. Like, she had she had a, a, a spirit that was kind. It's just the environment was, was a little sketchy. So, she dropped us off with... Um, did she grow up in St. Louis, too? She did. Born and raised in, in um, University City. Okay. Her and my father. Uh, yeah, I think they both went to U-City. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. And so, and he did 10 years, you said? Yeah, in and out. It wasn't 10 consecutive, but I, mean, okay. I always remember he was there. And then, you know, I remember him being there, being in, in and out of the house more than she. Hers was that 17 years consecutive. And she, yeah, my father was kind of... Did you ever establish relationships with them afterwards? Um, yeah, that's interesting. So my father, yes, because when he when he really he started to lay a foundation for himself, got clean, started working. So I got to see him. He started to build a relationship with my kids. Um, he was doing really well for a while. A few years ago, he did relapse, but he's clean now again. So I... I'm closer with my father, which I did find out is not my actual father. Found that out recently. So that was mind boggling. But um, we're we're pretty. It may not be surprising, though. I mean, given the fact that your mom was a drug user, right? I mean, that kind of goes to the territory down there. Yes. You know. Yep. So. Yep. So there was a whole story behind it because I was actually put up for adoption um, because he wasn't my father. Super abusive to my mom. So there was it's a long story, but. We're pretty close. Yeah, I just okay. talked to him on Father's Day. Extremely proud of the progress that he's made. Um, yeah, he's he's doing really well, um, considering 
the life that he had. Yeah. Uh, my mother, my mother. So my my aunt would take us to see my mother maybe once a year. So we would always go up. She was in Chillicothe, Missouri. Okay. Uh, we would go up and we would see her. And I thought she was the best. <laughs> Even though, I mean, you, they, uh, children just love their mothers regardless of anything. Like right. Her not being there, I just, I didn't understand. I didn't understand. And I just loved her and I couldn't wait until she got home. I thought she was the most beautiful. So she would write us letters and things like that. So she did the best that she could. She she always had, I mean, if nothing else, she had a, she had a man knocking on our door, dropping us stuff off. It was always somebody different, but she made sure we were good. Oh, that's um, good. When she got out, I just had my second daughter. I had these expectations, mm. had this vision built up of what it meant to have my mother back. And she couldn't live up to that. Mm. So I, I remember those first few years and I'm just I would call her and be like, hey, the girls and I, we want to come by. We want to hang out. And she's like, I'm busy or I'm not in town or and, you know, the girls would be sick. And when other when other my my mom friends, they would they would be sick or had the kids will be sick and their moms will be there to pick them up. And I'm like, man, like I want that. I want my mom to pick up my kids so I don't have to take off work. And there was so much that I wanted from her. And there was this resentment I started to build mm. towards her. And it was, it wasn't good for a long time. But then I started to realize that, you know, you don't even know how this woman became who she is. You're expecting something from her that she may not even have. Or no. I mean, sometimes we, we think that they know these things and you find out, I mean, 17 years in jail, what what what, what role model did she have to see as mom? And you don't know how you, even your grandma, you know, but things have changed. I mean, what a mom was 20 years ago is different than it is today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I went through this process where I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like, it, this is killing you. It's destroying you. You got this anger inside of you. Like, how did you become the hot mess that you were? Mm. Can you and and then you went through this transformation and understanding and you loved yourself and you were compassionate and patient with yourself. Can you extend that to her? And so I changed my perspective of, you know, that relationship. And I'm like, OK, I just kind of want to know who you are. I just kind of want to know how you became the person that you are. And so she started telling me these stories and about I mean, her mother was schizophrenic. I mean, one day she was fine and one day she just snapped and was not herself. And so now my mother doesn't have a mother and she has to be she has to be the caretaker for her mother. There was a lot of abuse with family members mm. towards my mother. She didn't have what I needed. She, nobody gave her the love that I was expecting her to give me. Right. She didn't know how to do that. It's like going to a water fountain and expecting Skittles to pop out and being disappointed every time. It's like, that's not fair. Right. And so at that moment, I'm just like, I'm just going to love you where you are. I get it. I get how you became this person. I'm so sorry that you had to live through that. And I'm just going to love you where you are. And so after going through that process, I was able to just kind of talk to her and be there for her. Um, unfortunately, two years ago, I got a call saying, you know, your mother's her. You got she's listed at you're listed as her emergency contact. Her liver's completely shot. Like we've got her on. We've intubated her. She's probably not going to make it. I need you to come yeah. and figure it out. So did that. I got to be with her as she passed and I got to talk with her. And it was important for me to beat her to let her know, like, you know, I love you. You didn't fail. Like mm -hmm. she had this thing where she felt like she she did fail us and we didn't care about her. And we went, I'm just like, that's not true. And so to to be able to transition with her and just kind of let her know, like, if you if you don't leave this place knowing nothing else, like you didn't. And I love you and I'm with you. And 
it was hopefully she saw it through your actions too in those last days. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, we always tell people. Um, everybody says I only want one kid and be done, but I go when you're when you're on your deathbed, you want to be surrounded by your loved ones. Yeah, and to be surrounded by someone who's speaking to you and telling you they love you and yeah. care about you. That's those are the things you want to you want to have as you leave this place. It was incredible. And I got to eulogize her and I got to remind my siblings that like she, she really loved us the best as she could. Like mm. she, her letters, her gifts, like that was her wanting to be there with us and she couldn't be. And it was a gift. It was a gift. Um, so yeah, yeah. So she dropped us off at our grandparents. Our grandparents did the best that they could with us. Um, but imagine having three kids under five at 67 and 77. It was a struggle. So for them, it was, we have to keep these kids fed. You know, they're, they, they did the best that they could. Every now and then we would have vacations with our extended family. And it was, it was tough. Right. My sister was traumatized. She spent the most time with my parents. So when we talk about environment and investing in those kids early and brain development, like you can see the difference in the results of my sister getting, you know, spending five years with my parents neglect, abuse, all kind of stuff. My brother spending three years and me only having to be there maybe actually no time because I went from the hospital to my grandparents' house. Oh, there you go. Okay. There's a massive difference in our lives. My sister is, she's struggling um, with alcohol addiction. We all struggle with that at some point. Um, she's Section A, couple of kids. You know, it. it's just she, the environment created her and she didn't get the help she needed. My brother was there for three years. He's, a, you know, he's he's not quite where she is, but there's a huge difference. And so I, I'm grateful. Mm. There was, I, I didn't understand why my journey was the way that it was. And now I'm, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Wow. Um, so my grandparents did the best that they could, but they, they, they couldn't pour into us the way that maybe younger parents could. So there was, my grandfather was old, my great grandfather. I mean, he passed when I was 15 and that was that stage where I needed male validation mm. and I needed a father and I needed, I needed all of that and I didn't have it. And so that's where it kind of shifted. Yeah, you probably saw that in a relationship, right? And so you sought it out. Yeah, that's not again. That's not an uncommon thing when you don't when you don't have a male presence in your house consistent. Even if there's somebody in the house, but they're not consistent. Yeah, and they don't model and 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 build into there. You find a lot of women will go high school, college, go find the first male that gives them attention, shows them the kind of mm-hmm. male uh, traits that they're, they're, they think they want. And of course, you don't know because you don't know really what you're looking for. An interesting thing about people who, who get married, a lot of times, if you've had both, the the uh, son will usually marry somebody who's like his mom. Yep. And the the daughter will marry somebody like her dad. Doesn't mean they're going to be spinning images, but there'll be traits very that are similar. very similar. Yeah, that's what I did. So with my marriage, um, I I mean my relationship mirrored my grandparents. My grandmother, she was a savage. Like she ran the show. Like she, everything, she was very masculine. My grandfather was very passive, very quiet. He just kind of let her do her thing. My ex husband, same. I mean, even our birthdays were similar. Like he was born in December. My grandfather was born in December. My grandmother's October. I'm October. Like. Wow. It was. Yeah. I just, I repeated what I saw. Um, <laughs> it was wild to think about. And so, um, yeah, they, they did the best that they could, but at that pivotal moment. So, and we'll talk about that later. Cause that looking at the dynamic of my family is part of the reason I'm so passionate about 
politics or culture or is you know black culture and yeah. things like that because there are some things not even just black culture culture in general um when we talk about fatherlessness and the yeah. impact and and what that looks like on teen pregnancy and a dropout rate and drugs and incarceration like it's huge oh it, it's it is um, it, yeah it's the number one uh uh epidemic in our country yes yeah and 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 a lot of people don't understand how, like, social, you know, all the social programs were designed oh, around, oh, I'm around that. Oh, I'm that and, right and, now. And, and, and we can, and then you go down to how it, then it became a mainstay in America. The, you know, we had no-fault divorce, mm-hmm. another thing. And then all that leads to today where we have record amount of divorces, record amount of kids uh, with, with only one parent. Um, yeah, we, we've, we had an episode a while back called Wild at Heart where we were talking about the masculinity issue in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and no wonder, you know, little boys want to be girls now because there's not masculine men oh. showing them, you know, we need more licenses because men aren't taking their sons out to go learn how to hunt, how mm-hmm. to fish, how to, you know, do the things that we used to learn from our dads or our grandfathers. The things we're designed to do intrinsically as, you know, as men, you're, you're the hunters, you're the protectors, yeah. you're the providers. Like those are things you have testosterone and it needs to be managed. You need to know how to manage that. And your father is supposed to, you're supposed to be roughhousing. I'm going to wrestle. We're going to get that aggression out. Like, yeah, exactly. I do have my boys all the time. We get into yeah. wrestling things and there's so much more aggressive than girls, right? I mean, yes. I've got four girls, two boys. My older four girls and all princesses, you know, but my boys, first holes in the house and all the stuff like that. I mean, they just, you know, they're constantly at each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Balance it out with allowing them to get that out at home in a safe space where they're not they're not out fighting or beating up women or. Yeah, because because at home we can get that out and we can manage it like there's so much missing. So we talked about the welfare system. So 15. I mean, I mean, I'm out. I'm my grandparents are, you know, they're home, they're old, they're asleep. I'm in the streets. Like, okay. I meet, I meet this guy. Um, he's 21. I'm 15. Wow. Yeah, already bad news. Bad news. I'm, I'm like, you don't realize it. And I mean, a lot of that I didn't realize until I'm. I have a 15 year old daughter now, and I'm like, like imagine, like. No, I can't. And, I got a 15 year old too, and I, I, and I, I'm going to prison if, if. Any of those scenarios pop up like they did in my life. Like, I'm shooting first, ask question later. Like, so at at 15, like, I'm I'm so vulnerable and I'm so naive. And so I'm I'm ripe for the picking and didn't even realize it. So meet this 21-year-old. We start this relationship. Um, 15, I'm 16, I'm pregnant. 15, I'm pregnant. Wow. Had an abortion. 17, pregnant again. That's my that's my 15-year-old daughter. Okay. Um, so lots of abuse. 